BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Maryland. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code OLDLINE150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Maryland today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days from issuance. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional not available in Washington, D.C. Hi, guys. Welcome back to another podcast on Narcon. Today, we're going to get into the second part of the narcissist texting style, but particularly in the intimate relationship so the texting habits of narcissists. If you've experienced this, please do share, you know, your narcissist texting style because they really do follow a pattern with this, as we've said in the last podcast. It's interesting. It can be used as a part, partly diagnostic tool if you're trying to assess were you with a narcissist or are you with a narcissist. It's abuse texting. So let's get into it. So in the love bomb stage, we're taking it now from the intimate relationship. We'll go through the different stages and do wait until the end because the Hoover stage for the texting style is fascinating. In the love bomb, I would say that you have two different types of texting styles and this may be generational. So guys, if you're younger here on this channel, let us know what you're experiencing at the moment um, share your information, particularly for people that are in the younger age category. Um, you've got a what I would call the bombarder in the love bomb stage. You have got the intense texter who will text numerous times a day, if not continually day and night and expect, you know, the same response from you. So you're kind of a bit blown away with this bombarder texter. And I, I'm thinking it's usually in the younger category, but let me know if I'm wrong. Let me know if you had a golden oldie doing it with you as well. They, the, the effect of this constant contact with you does make a lot of people feel quite secure in that they're not kind of putting themselves out there. This person is coming towards them and it gives a sense of security, particularly if you've come out of a bad relationship and you're feeling a bit shaky about getting involved with someone again. Unfortunately, this is often the style of the narcissist. So just be aware of that. Um, so you'll feel maybe a sense of security and not having for you to reach out too much. And the other thing that it does to you when you get a bombarder narcissist texting you is that you feel you must have something special going on here, that this person really thinks you're the bee's knees and it's a pretty amazing feeling. So it's very intoxicating, this style of intense texting. It's very unhealthy. So be very careful of it. A normal, healthy person doesn't do that. this, not even if they're totally into you. They will take their time and give you time to make sure that you're happy, 
getting into this relationship. Now, the, the B person I have here is the more experienced narcissist who can read a room, who can read you and know that if they bombard you with texts that you will back off. And if they do start to kind of come on a little strong and you back off, they will back off accordingly and kind of bring it back even a little bit further. So that's what I would call either a clever younger texter or an experienced narky older texter who is reading you and is not going to mess this up. They're going to catch you. I, I would liken it to nearly fly fishing. They have a technique for, you know, shooting that. I'm not a, sorry, I'm not a fisher, but shooting that rod out and reeling it in slowly to catch the fish. So that's the way a narcissist texts in the love bomb, in my experience. The second thing they would do in the love bomb is they're mainly consistent with their text, whatever their style is, because they want to build up a pattern of security within you to attach you quite securely. To use the consistency when they're inconsistent to see what reaction they get from you. So they're building up a pattern. They're looking at your responses and you are probably coming back to them quite consistently. What they will do then towards the end of the love bomb, if they want to give you a little shock to see how hooked you actually are. And it's a very easy technique via texting. They psychologically analyze you with this they will maybe not text you for a day after texting you in the morning and the evening for two months. And you'll be, oh, oh, and you will miss them. You will miss that constant, you know, habitual contact that was making you feel loved and secure. And you looked forward to getting that text. So dependent upon your reaction, if you go back and you start texting them more or you ask them questions as to is everything okay, then they got gotcha. That is as, I suppose, abusive, you could say, as they get with their power over you or control over you to take you to the next stage. And imagine they get that by texting and texting styles. So be aware if that happens, um, if there's a break in consistency and then you're the one that's texting them more. Back off, back off and see it as a red flag. That's not a healthy person being inconsistent or otherwise it could be a person who's just losing interest. But it's a strange one not to have a dialogue about it or and to just not be there. Uh, Okay, yep, they're waiting for your response times as well. If you text a narcissist um, in the love bomb stage um, immediately after they send the text and they don't actually kind of follow with that style, they'll know that you're, you know, you're pretty well in there. In the devaluation stage, the texting style changes. Now, you may be living with them and... They're not going to be obviously texting you as much during the day. They'll be using other techniques to control you. But the texting style in the devaluation stage is usually much less. They're not going to text you as much, obviously. Um, they're going to probably also have more brief texts with you. They're going to be 
quite unresponsive in relation to letting you know how they feel. Sorry, there's a lot of activity going on there in the background. Someone's really enjoying having a good back scratch. Apologies for anyone on a podcast just interrupting there in relation to the activities of Remy, my dog. Okay, getting back to this. Um, yeah, they'll. it'll be briefer kind of nondescript text like, yeah, no, sure, yeah, this kind of stuff will go on. Or they won't text you back. There'll be hours will disappear before they text you back. So it'll be very different to the love bomb stage. You will be treated as not like a partner, but like a casual friend where they don't feel the need to explain or respond to your texts that you send out. And you'll get a kind of a funny feeling. You'll get a kind of a, well, that's not very nice. That's not very respectful. I asked them what time they'd be home at and they're very vague about it. They don't tell me. They keep me guessing about everything. And oftentimes that's via the text style. So look out for that. Look out for a change in style from the initial stage, this shouldn't change. You know, they should be just as respectful as they were in the love bomb stage. And I'm not talking about, oh, hey, you know, the romance dies off and that's a normal after about six months. We're not going to be as lovey-dovey. This isn't the lovey-dovey stuff. This is respect, letting you know things, you know, not keeping you confused, not keeping you guessing, telling you when they'll turn up. And it's avoidance by text. Again, I did mention this in the the first video on the general style of narcissists. You will often find in the discard stage that they are off doing things they shouldn't be doing, like having affairs, um, checking up on other supply. They'll keep their phones hidden. They'll probably take them into the bathroom. Uh, they'll keep the phone locked or switched off when they're with you in the house you'll notice a change in their texting frequency or texting in your presence. That's another texting behavior pattern of the narcissist. It seems like they keep their phone with them an awful lot. You don't have any access to it. Um, and it may be beeping a lot, so they may turn it off. These are all funny signs of the texting behaviours of narcissists in the devaluation stage. And yeah, missing in action. Narcissists in this stage that don't respond to you when they're out, say they lost their phone, battery died, all this kind of crap. All this total and utter crap is just a cover up for what they're, something they're doing that they shouldn't be doing. That if you were a fly on the wall, you would be horrified at. Now, in the discard, they will use the texting. They may discard you by text. They may go totally silent on their texting after they've discarded you, after they've walked out. And that'll be the no contact or the silent treatment, the no closure, all this. And we've done many podcasts on why narcissists discard and why it's so cruel. Check out the recent vids there on that if you want to know why they go silent at this stage and make it as awful as possible. The other thing that they may, you may get the texts from narcissists post-discard is when you send a lot of texts wondering what the heck's gone on. 
They may send you really odd texts back, threatening you with the law, threatening you um, with harassment and stalking them, this kind of stuff. Very authoritative authoritative texts will come from narcissists, very much holier than thou, very victim shaming texts. And they love this. They absolutely love this. They are sitting there really enjoying themselves, putting you down and giving you your punishment for having the audacity to contact them when they've finished with you, having the audacity to look for them to be accountable or give an explanation to you as why they discarded you. And that's the texting style you get from them. Now, if you think about this, guys, imagine a normal person who loves you and you have a breakup with them. Imagine them making you feel that bad that they want to threaten you with the law, they want to punish you, they want to tell you how bad you are. It just doesn't happen. So just because maybe you've been with more than one narcissist, this is not normal. This is not how a person with empathy operates. They take the time before they leave you to sit down and have a chat with you about how things are going. They try and work things out with you and then they make it as easy as possible to break up with you. And then if you do need to talk post the breakup, they will meet you for coffee, have a talk, wish you well, help you out as much as possible. This is the exact opposite, this texting behaviour of the narcissist. It's lack of accountability, totally childish, shaming and blaming texts you will get from narcissists at this stage. Now, the Hoover. The Hoover texts are absolutely on the Believable. You may have gone a year or two years or 10 years without hearing from the narcissist. You will get, and this is people that are in middle age, guys, you know, at any stage, you'll get, hey, hey, hi, how are you? How's it going? How are you doing? These texts are literally to see if you will reply without giving anything away. And then, guys, if you don't reply, you may get a follow up like this. Oh, sorry, I didn't mean to text you. I meant to text someone else called Mary, John, Joe, Jack, Jill. Didn't realise you were still in my phone. How are you doing anyway? And that'll be the second, you know, tech texting style of a narcissist when they're hoovering. So they'll text you to see if you respond. If you do respond, great. You know, at least, oh, you're talking to me. That's great. We have a foot in the door there. And I'll, you know, go ahead with this. And two, if you don't, they'll say, I didn't mean to text you anyway. I, don't, I wasn't even thinking about you. You weren't important to me. And actually, I was thinking about a different Jill, not you. But how are you anyway? So that they'll try and re-engage you in that way. And then they might even send you a text saying, gaslighting you and taking control of you and saying, you know, I understand if you don't respond. Um, I understand if you don't respond. And there's absolutely no problem with that. Um, doing great here, blah, blah. So they're telling you 
that it's okay with them if you don't respond, kind of retaking control of the fact that they've texted you and put themselves out there saying, you know, it's fine because you don't matter to me and I have uh, things are going great for me and, you know, you take care of yourself. They will do whatever I would call these Hoover texts, um, control checking. Also, also the fact that the text has got through means you haven't blocked them. That tells them something else. And the texts are triggering in that it's so annoying that they would just say, hey, after what they've put you through as if nothing happened. And then when they come back with something else, if they've texted you two or three times and you haven't responded, you nearly feel like saying, don't text me again. And then they'll come back with something else. But that's opened up a discourse. So I'd call them triggering and baiting texts. But if you think about it, what person actually sends you, hey, how's it going? What adult does that after having, say, being married to you or in, you know, it's just mind blowing, guys. So these are kind of the behaviours of patterns that narcissists use in texting in an intimate relationship. You can nearly plot it as you go along. So, guys, if, if these texts have happened to you, please let us know in the comments. Don't forget, forget to subscribe. Hit the notification bell if you'd like to be informed of posting every two weeks on this channel. Take care. Bye for now. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Maryland. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code OLDLINE150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Maryland today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days from issuance. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional not available in Washington, D.C.